And who are we? That's one secret. We'll always tell. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Guys. Gossip Guys here, your one and only podcast delving into the scandalous lives of Manhattan's elite. And welcome to season two, episode 21 of Gossip Guys Max. The Age of Adeline, a season of Serena. And as always, I'm Aaron Davidian, and alongside me, Andy Green. Ooh, and this might be the final season of Serena, right? This is the. This could be this. this I, you first. know, listen, we don't know. We, you know, Serena, and and she pops up anywhere, and we always think it's the final Serena, but that's true. We, it's not really up to us, is it? <laughs> it's not. It's, it never is. It never yeah, is. When you, when you see Serena, you can't. You can't turn away. You can't. You just can't, man. You can't. I. I oh, she had me in this film, Andy. What was this film about? This film was about. Adeline, uh, oh my God, Bowman. That's Bowman. It. Adeline uh, Marie Adeline Bowman. Bowman. The uh, first who, baby born in 1908, January There 1st. it is. Oh, do you want to tell the story, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah. So apparently Adeline was born and, and lived a normal life till she was about 29 and then fell in love and had a child. Her husband, who was a, a, a construction engineer, died on the Golden Gate Bridge and it's a very San Francisco movie. <laughs> San Francisco was was the main character in this film. It was it was Adeline in San Francisco is what it was. <laughs> and and uh, Reese, her dog. But yeah. oh, Re I cried, man, when Reese died. I cried. I just that got me. <laughs> spoiler, uh, spoiler. Now everyone knows. Uh, <laughs> it's a five year old movie. They've seen it. So yeah. So Adeline is driving home to her daughter one night and crashes her car and lightning hits her car. And when the lightning strikes, it it changes her molecules like going into the Wandavision uh, wall. And and <laughs> instead of getting. I, I, her superpower was she couldn't age. She was she she didn't age. She stopped aging. Which who right. doesn't want that superpower? Uh, Adeline Bowman. Uh, most I think most people once once you've done it for a little bit, then it becomes very lonely. Yes, yes. Um, I, I think I, it, I, it'd be neat for a couple of lifetimes, and then you're like, okay. And I think she. I think she. Yes, I think she got there. Um, and that's what I, I. I one thing I really did love about this movie is is not only the style or the visual style, there was this pacing that was slow, but it wasn't slow. The movie was paced fine, but you felt it. It was like a slow burn. And it, and that's what you felt of her life, this slow ah. life, you know? And I, I felt that. She's sort of at a different pace than all of us because she can afford to, right? Um She has a landline. She takes taxis. Um But that's her, 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 oh, but yeah. that's her, she is at a different pace. She doesn't age. So she is this. Right. And it was, and, 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 and Blake Lively's performance. <laughs> I mean, it's just incredible. I don't uh, have anything. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's set the stage here. Cause I think Aaron loves this movie. Am I right? I, I really enjoyed it. I really yeah. enjoyed and it. Then I had a lot of problems with this movie. And, uh, and I think that's the perfect way to go out here for us. Here, to here's have what a this sort of movie if Blake Lively and Harrison Ford were not in it, it would be on Lifetime. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, in Ellen Burstyn and yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Mikael Huseman. 
Yeah. Oh, you had to get, you had to take credit for my Google, <laughs> my Google of figuring out his pronunciation. <laughs> Kel Hoosman, star of Game of Thrones, one of uh, Nashville's on Nashville. And Nashville. Nashville. Nashville comes up every episode now. Now that it now that I remembered it existed, I forgot. Um it was a long time yeah. ago. Let me see. Yeah. So she's 29 forever, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when she gets she gets into a car accident with the first snow in Sonoma County Sonoma County, basically ever. Uh as we're told by I would say uh, not my favorite voiceover. I think yeah, that was I don't I don't annoying. <sighs> I didn't think it was necessary. And then the guy's voice wasn't very expressive. It felt sort of like we could have gotten a better voice. I thought like maybe, maybe it could have been a Kel Hoosman, you know, know, someone. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I, we didn't need the voiceover, but for what it was, I think his softness was the tone that actually worked with the style of the movie and the visual style of these, these like warm tones you know, the colors and the soft edges, um, it, 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 it brought about this, you know, uh, old timey 1920s, 30s feel of, of, of San Francisco. You know, actually, that's a good point. Like, I think it does sort of fit with that. I think I, and, and, and that does make, I feel like I like it more in hindsight with you pointing that out, but I also just feel like he, he could have been a little bit more expressive, right? It feels, it felt a little yeah, bit sure. impersonal. I, I think so. Does yeah. I, I, well, I think, I think that's what it was. It was this omniscient narrator. So I didn't feel like I needed a personal connection right. to it. You know, I guess that's true. It sort of, it sort of was like, it actually was a newsreel in a way. I mean, we have yes. a newsreel flashback thing, yeah. but it was, it was sort of talking almost clinical about what is happening. But to me, it was sort of like, well, I can see what's happening. Um, and, but like, you know, some of the stuff, like where he's explaining that, like explaining why, like when the lightning bolt hits her, he's yeah. like, and according to, you know, this very annoying ribonucleic acid principle discovered in 2035, which I thought was, I laughed. I was like, oh, that's yeah, cool. I, yeah, who didn't laugh uh, at that part? Yeah. The lightning bolt basically freezes her cells in a way, you know, basically they no longer age, uh, at 29. And then, so she is forced to. Well, once basically it moves about 20 years or 25 years. I think she's 45 now. Yes. And her kid is now, uh, you know, an adult. And college, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And she gets pulled over. Blake Lively gets pulled over. Uh, I'm not entirely sure why. She didn't look, I mean, she might have been speeding. A minor, a minor traffic incident, the, the narrator says. Ah, a minor. Yes. Thank you. I wouldn't see. I didn't know. Uh, Living a quiet no, suburban life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in a and, mid-century and the, modern home who yeah and the cop is like you know like gets her id and she's like you're 45 uh and and she just like you look and it's like probably the best blake lively has looked in the entire movie to that point she looks incredible throughout and and she's a i mean a perfect choice for this role she's um, elegant although, sophisticated i felt like she was channeling like lauren bacall I could, well, so she definitely has, and I think this is why, you know, Cafe Society isn't a great movie, but we really liked her in that because she has that old Hollywood, yes. that sort of, gla- she has the glamour, which is why it always worked in Gossip Girl and why. She has the elegance know. and the sophistication, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I think she's always felt a little bit young or her voice doesn't always match that, but I think this was the closest, like this was adult Blake Lively. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I believed that, and I and also sort of I did believe that she was like 105, you know. I, I and that's like a big. I feel like that's a that's a hard thing for you know, 
I mean, Blake Lively is probably a little bit older than 29 when this movie came out. Maybe not actually. Actually, no. Oh, she's probably the same age. They might have just been like whatever her age is when they hired her. Um, but I don't know. She could have done a little bit better job at hiding is my point because like she basically dresses to the nines at all times and she wonders why people point it out. She just like looks incredible. She has her but that, but that's but that but that's what that's the, the times time. were. Yeah, that's the time she was in. So that's that's how she kept going, you know. Right. But it's I mean, like she might have been able to been with her daughter a little bit longer if she had, you know, been OK to look a little bit ratty because people would have not noticed as much. Right. You know, know. But like it's more important to look incredible. And, and, and I agree. You know, OK, we get it. Um, but, but at yeah. that moment when that cop and that happens, yes. I really felt like there could have been this Hitchcock film, this suspense film, this woman on the run. You know, and I felt like maybe the writers were doing that and it wasn't that good. So they just went with this romance. Maybe because I mean, there, I is think... this, there is this there is these these Hitchcockian shots almost. And um, there is this very there. There is this almost a uh, 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 suspenseful idea of her having to escape. So she's not an experiment into the U.S. government. Like there is right. that plot line in there, you know, so it's like it's there. It feels like it, I mean, it might've been something, right? More than that, but it's definitely in the movie we see, it's really just an excuse for her to be, to hide. Yes. To hide herself, yeah. to to hide her identity from anyone that she meets, to basically not live, right? Even though she's living forever. Um, and I think that does, it does work from that perspective, but yeah, I mean, there's so many different things you can do with a premise like this. And, and sometimes it's hard not to sort of bemoan the, the road not traveled because I don't know, like it felt, a little bit of a small movie in a way, even though, you know, you get the sense that she lived this huge life and that, you know, she met Harrison Ford in like London, but like that, that just was lip service, right? Like it meant nothing to the story at all. Like she moved back and in a way it just made it but more that's fantastical. All, that's, yeah, but that's all this was. It was a fantastical story about right. a woman. That's all it was. That, that, that's it. So you right. had to and go in is- being okay with that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I think I think I am okay with it. The what my problem is is the romance itself. And when it's a fantasy romance, and I hate the romance, then you have a problem. And and I'm gonna go into that, but I wanted to I wanted to keep going on our little recap here. So the the cop basically uh is like you're not 45, uh and and confiscates her license. And why would he care? But yeah, so yeah. But it was yeah. a weird government Cold War time. So yeah, things were different. Right. They, they even cut to McCarthy and we get all the different newsreel things, which the newsreel scene where we're getting her flashbacks was slightly confusing because it almost made it seem like those were what she was watching. You know, like was her being the first baby actually on that newsreel? I don't think so. But it was like commingling with some of the stuff she was watching. But I was like, it's fine. It's just a film, you know, way to give us some backstory, some expo. Um, but yeah, that and then two FBI agents like follow her a year later because she got a new job and as like a, in a hospital to research her condition, found nothing. It wasn't going to be found until 2035, uh, um, which I'm sure maybe she was helpful to the doctors for that, you know, although now she's aging again at the end of our movie. Spoiler alert. But like because she I'm got sure hit she by could... lightning again. It's like when you get hit by a donkey and you're cross-eyed, you get hit by a donkey again, you're not cross-eyed anymore. That's that's what the guy is pitching in the room to Blake. <laughs> She's like, oh, I, I get it. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, it's the circular nature of storytelling. Yeah, we got it. We knew that had to happen. Although it's just like, oh, OK, she's just not looking when she's turning. I was yeah. just like, oh, of course, this is going to happen. 
Uh, the first one, I thought know, he was going to hit her, not some random too. tow truck that just, and which is the word. Where just runs away. You're a tow truck. You could actually help the situation. What a <laughs> shitty tow truck. Yeah, what a, the worst hit and run I've seen on, t- on uh, yeah. the movie. And that's not true. But yeah, it was pretty bad. I also just, it didn't seem like the movie that would have that. Uh, and it didn't really matter. I don't think like they could have just made it a truck. The guy could have stayed and then ambulances yeah. could have come. It didn't change anything. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was going to be... Uh, our boy Ellis Jones, uh, but it was it was not. It was random trucker tow truck guy. Um, but yeah, basically, this is a big this is a big New Year's movie. You know, if we had been smart and known, we would have done this as our New Year's episode, <laughs> right? Because uh, that's her birthday. She was born on New Year's, mm-hmm. and also that's where we pick up on you know twelve thirty one two thousand fourteen, uh, and and yeah, that's when she meets the man in the elevator, or I mean, she she meets him at a New Year's party at Plaza Hotel because her blind friend invited her. And there's no surprise that she has a blind friend because she won't see how old or yes. not old she is. And she can actually be herself like, oh, I can be an old. Well, I don't know. It's not like the piano player was that old. She was like in her 50s, probably. Yeah. And um, she clapped for the piano player. She has no one else. Good claps clap. Anymore. And she yeah. knew. Oh, was that you clapping? Yeah. Uh, yeah great friend. Uh, it was an, another reference to all I see is you. Uh, <laughs> No. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically there's a look. There's the look, Aaron. The yeah, look the look that, we, that we're we're that that look feels like it, it's supposed to make everything okay after this. Everything's they, gone. It's everything's gone. We clear the mechanism for that look. And we just look all the blinders are gone are on right now. We're just got just eyes on that, man. Have you ever had that look? No. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a Hollywood thing. Yeah, I think. You definitely have looks. It's a fantasy like, movie, and it's right. It's, right and, and it is. That's because because love is a fantasy. But who is the fantasy for? I think the fantasy is is. is I mean, it's I don't. It feels like a male fantasy to me, uh, because of how their romance goes. And I mean, do you want me? I don't want to just do my lawyer because I have the scenes. I have five. No, I want to go. I want to go. I want, you yeah. want me to do it. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's right. get so the board. Is... I want evidence. All right. All Why right. was this, this is... a male movie? But it was it was directed by a male and written by males. Okay, so yeah, sure. It's a, I don't... right. And, and Blake Lively is sort of you know the object of our desire. Yes, uh, who, yes. We all want to you right. know a, a, a manic pixie fame fatale, and that's what <laughs> Blake Lively was in this movie. No, no, I don't think but she's she manic could've... pixie anything. She's a dream. I mean, she is, and that she is, knows that is, every. She knows Ted Williams, you know, right? The three forty four lifetime batting average. Yeah, um, she's essentially has been around forever. So she knows everything, okay? And you know, he doesn't. And uh, um, she is able to deduce everything. You know, the guy's a painter with the paint. Yeah, he's the, the she's the mentalist, right? Yeah, yeah she's, she's a Sherlock. detective. I saw so many like great like roles in Blake Lively in this movie. She could do it no wrong. <laughs> do anything well it was good casting because when you say that she's a dream that is exactly right like she is sort of this i mean it's a fantasy but like i said yeah it's the dream is for you you know the dream is for me i don't think it's for i don't think it's for blake i don't know but like okay let me let me see so that look is the moment that i feel like they put in because well a it's you know hollywood fantasy romance but also it's like it's showing that they have a connection yeah i think it's supposed to make us forgive everything else like it's supposed to be like oh okay she's in right just by this look okay 
So the next time they see each other, she's leaving the party. He shoves his hand into the elevator, a very forward scenario. It looked like it hurt. And he said, oh, that's just me putting hands where it doesn't belong. Yeah. A very loaded sentence to say yeah. Yeah. Uh, to a woman you're meeting in the elevator. And then, and then you know, they have a, they connect, ha ha ha, they laugh about something, the, whatever. The okay. cute. It was a cute, it was a meet it's a, cute. It's a meet cute, but it's also like, he's sort of pointing out that he's being too forward right and and that line to me is just like it felt like an alarm bell right especially if i'm her and and the guy says i'm putting hands where i don't belong okay i'm a little on edge but then she's leaving she's like okay we, you know, i'm, I'm you're not like interested. you're holding your keys in your mace already man what no, no no i'm just saying i'm just saying that is i think that's the reality i'm just saying that that feels weird to me uh, but I'm, but he's charming. He's attractive. That is no, obviously. No, you want to know it was gross. The other guy who was like, shouldn't you kiss a stranger at midnight when you're alone? Oh, no, that guy was a gross bastard. That yeah. guy was gross. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, you've never heard that line before. Yeah. What? That Are you guy kidding? was okay. Yeah. Um, that guy was gross. Well, he also like scared the shit out of her. Right. He's just yeah. like, hey, <laughs> you know. Uh, and she was like, okay. Looking so they have the, the meet cute in in in, no, no, no. in the elevator, and he's so trying Aaron, hard. I'm not saying I'm not saying that is the make or break moment. I'm saying it it establishes the pattern. Okay. Here we go. So that was part one okay and now as she's trying to leave she's trying to go home she is saying no and yes i admit they sort of maybe you know she laughed they laughed he's hot okay they're both hot but she also she is saying no i'm not interested i don't want you to hear my address i'm gonna get in this cab you know bye and he's very persistent he you know very like keep he doesn't take no for an answer and that's sort of my my problem and he, he again he puts his hand where it doesn't belong like as he's dri as she's driving away he, he puts his hand in there stop the taxi and and you know if either of us do that in real life that's that's another thing yeah. of like whoa what the fuck are you doing like respect my space but and 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 she and she doesn't you know that's not like it she complies at that point you know she she goes off okay those are the two times they the two interactions all right third time he shows up at her work and this is, and, and we don't know how he knows where she works. We don't know that yet, but he comes and he's a big donor, a donor for $50,000 worth of books. Cause she works at a, an arch an archivist thing, uh, yeah. which makes sense. A, a library. Likes, yeah, exactly. Uh, basically a library. Yes. Uh, 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 and, and he brings it. Everyone's so excited. And he's just like, basically they bring him into the office and then he just immediately ignores the, like the other workers that bring him in and then just goes straight to her. And he's just like, yeah, it's a two hour want... movie with narration. We don't have time for other people. I, well, no, I agree. But, he, but I'm, I, I, still, you know, it's not a very, he, he clearly is not in it to be a good donor or a, a good person. He's doing no. it just for her. And he goes to her like, Hey, I want to donate this to you. I want you to be in the photo. And she's like, no, I'm not interested. I don't like photos. And we know why, because she doesn't age. So it's evidence of her. Um, it's evidence. You don't want evidence yeah. uh, of her around. But then he doesn't, again, doesn't take no for answer. He asks again and she's like, no, I don't. And he's like, okay, well, what about a date? And then, and then she's like, no, sorry, not interested. And, and then he threatens to pull the donations. Yeah. He threatens to be like, no, okay, fine. I won't do the jokingly, jokingly. To the thing. He, he is th that's threatening. He's blackmailing her. Okay. And this is after he gives her the books for the uh, flowers, which in, in a normal thing, I think that's clever. That's cute. They're, like, he's like, here's some flowers and their books with flower titles. We got Daisy Miller. Uh, White um, oleander and uh, wine, wine. What was the oh, the uh, oh the, dandelion wine? But yes, by the, the Bradbury. Bradbury. Yeah, um, flowers for Algernon would have been great. No, uh, but anyway, which I I really like that. But it was just like great, it was great paired, move, great move. It was paired with this situation that I did not like at all. Uh, and so so he's, he's in so, love. Yeah. He's in love. He's love at first sight. 
but but there's two people in that scenario, Aaron. He he it's not just up to him to decide, oh, I'm in love with you. You can't say no to me. But because I'm attractive, because I'm rich, because I have flowers in book form, you can't say no to me. And she relents because she he he threatens to pull the 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 book donation, right? And also we're led to believe, okay, it's really because she just wants him and it's and 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 all that stuff. But I'll I'll talk more about that later. But anyway, okay. So that's that's it. They have a date at the uh, you know underground. She's like, show me something I've never seen. Yeah. Haha. I've never you know. They go to the mines. Like, the coal she's mine. old. She's never yeah, you know. She's, right. Uh, and they go under under the city because uh, it was built on top of it after the fire and and uh, in San Francisco. And, and there's basically a boat. And, and it's a it's a cool date. I'll, I'll admit that's a cool thing and obviously perfect for her. Right. Um, and then she's like, I got to go again. She's sort of like, all right, I'm out. And he's just like, you know, uh, what, what did he do after that to basically make it, make her go on a second date? I forgot. He made uh, the joke, the Ted Williams joke. Well, that was, that was, oh yeah. Cause that's on the way back. Right. He's like, yeah. well, let me walk you home. And then he's like, okay. Yeah. He's just like, okay. And she's again being like, no, I don't want to see you anymore again. And he's just like, okay, well, how about this? I'll tell you the world's best joke. It's very sophisticated. I don't know if you're going to understand it, but if you, but if you laugh at it, you have to go on a date with me. And then she's sort of just like, oh, fine, fuck you. And then he tells this terrible joke about Ted Williams and a horse, but it's, it's fun. It is funny. It's a and stupid joke. And how stupid bad it is. is. Yeah. Right. And she laughs at how bad it is. And so he's just like, I did it. I conquered. I think he say like, I like I conquered I, this, this lady has been conquered. Yeah. Yes. And again, that's language to me. That's like, okay, alarm bells. That's how he's thinking of it. Um, and it's just like, okay. So again, um, we, we, we learn the next time when they go on the next day, when she shows up to his place and he's making uh, what we find out to be, you know, sausages or hot dogs, um, that he basically saw her on the steps reading, maybe the steps of the Met, the equivalent in San Francisco, right? <laughs> and, and he loved, he, he basically loved at first sight in that moment because he saw her reading Braille and knew that she wasn't blind and, and knew, you know, and, and I understand that. You see Blake live on the steps, she like, and someone who looks like that, who is reading Braille and not blind, it's like, holy shit, she has it all. And that is this character. She does have it all, right? But it's sort of in that moment, he's just like, okay, I'm going to pursue her. So all the different things that happen are all, yeah, it's all part of his, you know, sort of the plan to woo this woman. And I guess on the it's called research, say that again, it's called research. I mean, it's also sort of stalkery, right? And it's Paper, also, it's sort of a little damn. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, I don't know. It's not on the surface. It's not terrible to like, if you see someone, you know, like if I saw someone in the classroom that I, and that's how crushes start. That's how you yeah. like someone and you want to talk to them, but it's just sort of that he's continually not saying, taking no for an answer. Um, and so but it doesn't matter. They have a charming dinner and they fuck, of course. Uh, after basically she says, tell me anything you want. Oh, no, no. Just say, tell me something and never let go or, or, or something like that. And he just says, let go. I, I, yeah. I missed that. But like, um, so let go. And then she does let go. Yeah. And they have sex. And then in the morning, she, she, she makes this comment, like she wants to get up and she makes this comment. Oh, I see you're holding me hostage. And, and, and we laugh and, and ha ha ha. That's funny. But again, that's another, another language to me that I'm just like, what is going on with these writers or, or, you know, with this, it just feels to me like this is uncomfortable, but I know they're in love. Okay. That's what the movie's telling yeah. me, but I, I have questions, Aaron. It doesn't feel right to me. Okay. But it feels anyway. right to them. It feels there. there feels it feels right, right to the men writing this movie. Yeah, to the city of San Francisco. It feels right. <laughs> San Francisco to... loves this movie. Yes. Uh, 
Well, probably. Uh, but uh, but anyway, now after that, they after they have sex, she doesn't answer his calls. He leaves three voicemails. Okay, what happens if you call a girl, Aaron, three times and she doesn't call back? What do you do? Probably stop do you, calling. Yeah, you stop calling. But no, yeah. what, what did he do? What did he do? No, he <laughs> called. He went. He used the work he, channels to find her address. Yeah, that wasn't and cool. I didn't at like her that. address. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's not so cool. stalker. That's a big stalker move. Yeah, that's too big of a move for me. Yeah. And she's like everything. Yeah, everything's been like, you know, I'm OK with like him, the the, the door jam because he's hurting himself to do it's fine. I don't, you know, he's getting injured in the, in the middle of it. You know, um, he's making himself look stupid and he's just trying. He, he you know, this could be it. What what if this is it? He's doing his best in case this is it, you know? Yeah, but she's. But then he goes to her house. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. I get it. But this, yeah, to me, you, you're with me. This is a big move, not a great move, not a good move. Just and she's justifiably angry when he shows up. Because her dog just died. Don't. Yeah, that's not gonna. I mean, that's that's what we're supposed to see. It's like she's angry because her dog. Yeah, Reese has just died, and and I will say I was much more invested in Reese uh, than I was with uh, our boy Ellis. Um, because yeah, Reese was really sad. And, and the idea, I, I want to talk about Reese separately from this because I have a couple questions, uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, so she basically, yeah, she's, she's quote unquote mean to him because he shows up unannounced at her place with flowers and wants, wants fucking answers. Like, why aren't you answering my calls? And, and it's like, she has been so clear from the beginning. I'm not interested. I'm moving in seven weeks to Ashton, Oregon, which is a delightful town, home of the, the Shakespeare festival, Aaron. Um, and and or no, that might be Ashland. Never mind. That's Ashland. Um, maybe Ashton doesn't exist. Anyway, uh, so again, he's just not listening to her and whatever. And he like leaves off and you know, sort of they leave and it's like, oh, it's over. But then that night she talks to her daughter, who's now Ellen Burstyn and old yes. um, and wants to move to Arizona. Basically, she's like, oh, I'm tired of lying. I'm tired of you know lying to good people. That's what she says. And and I'm watching this movie and I'm like, I'm not so sure he's a good person. Yes, he's giving money to charity, but he's doing it with not entirely like he's not doing it because like just in the act of charity, he's doing it with strings attached. And that's and, and also there's just all these different things. And I'm just like, I don't I know the movie is a fantasy, but again, it's like I don't I don't get it. It doesn't feel like a romance to me. This feels like I don't like him yet here. I don't think you really need to like him. It's really just not a, about him. I agree. I agree. I just think that the, and I'm getting there too. I'm getting there too, right? He's sort of the symbol of, of what is her problem, and, right? Her problem the, is. Yes. Yeah. The symbol of her problem. And not only is the symbol of her problem, I think she can feel that connection. I think that's why she isn't completely running away. I think that look that we had at the beginning, that was to say there is this connection so I can badger her enough to the point of of coming to her place. I just think think that connection is clear, right? But I think... I just wish the movie didn't try so hard like this guy to be so belligerent and gross about it, right? Like it, it takes me out of the movie and it makes me not buy into the romance that I really, I do want to buy in. You know me, Aaron, I'm, I'm here to well, buy into the I, romance. I, I think you, I think it wanted you to buy into the fact that she was alone and had to push people away. I think yes. that's, it wanted you to feel that. But I and wanted I, her to learn the lesson with someone who deserved her. 
And I don't think this guy, oh. as, as far as we saw, he did not deserve her. Harrison Ford more deserved her, but I'm glad oh, that Harrison that didn't Ford. go there. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, um, but like, it was just sort of like, oh, she just sort of ran out of, she just sort of was tired of lying. And it was just like, he's just the happens to be the guy. And also it's just another, like, you'd think if you're 107 years old, you'd learn that like, it just seems like every time she fell in love, it was instant. And it's just like, and I'm tired of seeing that in movies. I know that's exactly what this movie is supposed to be, but it's like that Cinderella Yeah, but it's Blake thing. Lively. It's hard not to be instantly in love with her. But again, that's the problem. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean that it's okay. Can just because I... I love Blake Lively, I can do all the things that I want. No. Um, but anyway, the, he's, he's basically saying, you know, I can't imagine my life without you. I'm falling in love with you. I guess that's after because he asks yeah. her. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Ellen Burstyn is just like, oh, well then stop lying to people. Tell him, tell him. Because she says there's a boy. And then so she she basically, and this is what I hate. She, she goes to his place of work and makes this epic apology to this random dude, right? But, yeah. she, but he's on the phone hearing the epic apology. And to me, it's like, she was not mean to him. She was justifiably angry, but it's making it seem like this guy is somehow the victim or somehow the one that deserved something from her, right? And, and that's, to me, a very dangerous thing. And I don't like it because it's switching it around. It's like, she doesn't owe this apology at all. If she wants to, in this moment, be like, okay, I want to give this a chance. But it's sort of like seeing like, oh, she was fucking up this whole time because she wasn't saying yes instead of no. And it's like, ah, that doesn't feel right. Um, and but she's like, OK, let's I'm going to take you on a date where somewhere you've never been to before. And this is a cool date, too. Like, I want to go on these dates like they go to a chop shop. That's an old movie house has a constellation ceiling. Yeah. Really cool. She's talking about it like she's been there because she has because uh, it was like 1930s. And then he's like invites her to a weekend thing because uh, his parents are having a 40th anniversary. Uh, and then we we know we know it's Harrison Ford. We know that Harrison Ford is in love with Blake Lively. We know all of that. Before we even start this movie, we know that. Um, but we know because there's a moment with a flashback of, like we see a bench and there's a guy in a bench yeah. with an engagement ring. And we're like, oh. The 60s. Oh no. And then she drives away, right? Because she's like, yeah. oh, she's not ready. She then. can't, no, we're not ready. She can't age. So she doesn't, she's not ready to tell the secret and, and let it all out. And, and, and so she's finally doing it at a hundred and something. With, with the guy's with the son. Guy, like the, the less cool son, you know? Yeah. I think I bought the I bought the romance of Harrison Ford and her more because like, I don't know. Because oh, like, his he performance was great. His performance was incredible. Harrison? He, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, this was a good Harrison Ford. I didn't know there was one left. Right? This was so good. Like he was so in love with Adeline. And like so in love that he never even told his wife that, that yeah, I Oof. mean- that's everything just comes rushing back to him and he he's so flustered and flummoxed and doesn't know where he is and and 40 years is just what happened to me that's when the movie got interesting yes uh, and it took a little you know it was like midway through right um that was the midpoint i think when he when they arrived um but yeah yes. I, I i thought he was great in this in this movie he definitely elevated it and it's like i feel like Harrison Ford doesn't emote very much, right? It's no. not, he's always sort of the tough guy. He's always a snarling, you know, scoundrel, right? That's his thing. And this very much felt like one of the best old Harrison Ford. Like he, you felt his age, you felt the regret yeah. there. You felt like, he was oh a, man, yes, I'm an he, old was, man. he was an old man looking back and it was great and, Harrison Ford. 
And and I mean, I, w- I wish I wish we didn't have the beard and mustache because I feel like I wanted to see the full face when he was emoting. Right. Like he was yeah. crying. Yeah, he was going through it like he was breaking up his voice. Like and I and I bought it like I'm, I it sounds totally sort of like bought it. Oh, totally bought. Uh, it. Yeah, no, it was great. It was a great performance because I feel like he sort of, you know, sleepwalks in in his later career a little bit, or at least it doesn't feel like he has that fire. And and, and maybe we well, want him to be the 80. Han Solo. He's 80. Yeah, it's tough to be Han Solo and Indiana Jones at 80. And, that, and this movie points to the answer of like, well, don't try anymore. Yeah. Be like, be the old man who's sad about being old. The guy who had the meteor, the yeah. near miss, right? The near miss. Yeah. That I can relate to way more than Michael Hoosman, who, you know, in Mikkel, college got Mikkel lucky Hoosman. and made a fucking... What? Mikel Hoosman. Mikel, Mikel, he oh, Ellis Jones doesn't yeah, deserve it. Yeah, he made it. an algorithm. And, and yeah. And it, and, it, and it predicts the stock market. This this family didn't need an algorithm to do that. They already, did you see their house? It was insane in like the Redwoods, basically. Um, which, yeah, that would be a, a hard place to probably drive at night. Uh, I could see that. Um, Especially when it's snowing, the one snow every, every hundred years. Um, do we want to keep on that story or do you want me to like finish, go to the end? Like we did a nice little, I think we needed that break, but are, <laughs> yeah. are you ready for part two? Go go to part two. Yeah. Okay. Part two. <laughs> so I think, I think those are the main things, but I just want to, I just want to take it to the end here. Okay. And, and then, so there's only one other moment. There's another moment that just annoyed me, right? It's when they're playing trivial pursuit with Harrison Ford and, and the family, Amanda crew from yeah, Silicon from Valley, Valley. Yeah. And Kathy, Kathy Baker. Baker picket fences. Yeah. Nice. Um, and she's great. Like I felt like, I would have loved to have more Kathy. I Baker love game game that. Yeah, no. Once once they came to that family, the movie. Yes, it really started. Well, because there was conflict. I mean, yeah. the, the conflict was in her about like, oh, should I tell this man? But I didn't care because I didn't. But like that this was man. but that was her life. There was only inner conflict, right. but she wasn't around people. She wasn't letting people in, and so you know that's right. That's what and this just, is about. That's what this I, is about. Letting people in. It's a. It's just. It's. It's a fantasy about love, and and driving in snow. And lightning. And, but that's even the thing. I think yeah. love is like lightning in this movie too. Like that's almost what it is when you get that lightning bolt, yeah. it's what brings you alive. And you, and she was sort of stopped aging, but also stopped living as soon as that mm-hmm. happened. Uh, and, and stopped I, loving. All that's, she stopped loving. I mean, not her daughter, but everything else. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and I, that stuff is very powerful, right? Like I love that movie. I just don't think I got the version of that movie that I, that we deserved. And, and I don't think we got the man to sort of break the spell or to wake her up out of it. I know it's it's up it's up to her to break the spell and she does. I just feel like the the signals this movie is sending don't make me like this is the end point. It's like I want her to like be like, "Oh, I'm it's time for me to to like you know, re, uh you know, let go, to yeah. tell to to tell the truth." But I want her to have that realization and be like, "Okay, Ellis, I'll uh, you know, bye. I'll do this with someone else." Uh but okay, so another thing was during the the trivial pursuit, he's a dick after she like you know mistakes uh you know makes a, a wrong guess on a boxing thing and he's like oh yeah women and boxers they yeah. don't know anything and she's like oh okay and then he's like oh and you'll be the pink team because it's men versus women and it's just like okay so this guy's just an asshole even in just like fun yeah, she, she gave him a look and they called him on it though you know yeah okay but again yeah. it's just another they made like, it women versus men you know what so. has he done that's good aaron that's that's what i'm trying to that's what i'm trying to he say donated so him books he, yes but he did it only for the date <laughs> they had a look i know they had a look okay and he's look. hot he's hot and you know i get it like if you just want to have sex with the guy 
that's totally cool. Um, I'm just, uh, whatever. Um, but I think my point is, I think there's nothing terribly villainous on the surface, right? It's that he, I think she sort of is positioned as the problem. It's her flaw and he's the solution. And I don't like that because I don't think that's true. I think because it's like, oh, he has to forgive her when she was mean to him or when she's not uh, being truthful. And it's like, she has every right not to be truthful. This is a huge secret. This is a big thing. They've known each other for about a week, you know? And, uh, and I just don't have evidence where I would trust this guy, but the movie is telling me I have to because they had that look. And I am saying, no, you know, it's sort of, it almost feels like the man knows when the woman needs to change. And she has to relent and give in and then she'll be happy. No, and I think he felt that she knew she needed to change. But he can't be the one to do it. And, and, it, and she, he isn't, to be fair. She, you know, she is the one who comes clean and says, all th- like, I love you in the hospital after her second accident and is now aging again. And, you know, um, yes, I'm not saying that she doesn't have agency. I'm just saying the, I, it doesn't. I don't feel warm and fuzzy in this fantasy is all I'm saying. Um, but right. I'm glad you did, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I mean, but also it's like, it is easy to just get swept away and just in, in Blake Lively's uh, outfits and, and just- Yeah. Being, yeah. Um, Maybe I'm just used to being, seeing men being awful. So it doesn't, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, that's the problem, <laughs> that's isn't it? Right? Right? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Well, because, but it's not, it's not obvious. That's the thing. It's not like he hits her or he's like a piece of shit, like saying, you can't be this, you can't be that. Like, it's just sort of, but even the language to me was just like, holy shit. Like, why is like, it just feels like it's nested in there in this weird way. Like sometimes you just say things and it's almost like a Freudian thing of like, oh, I'm just gonna put my hand where it doesn't belong. It's like, it sounds like something Trump would say. And it's, I know it's not the same context. He's grooming her, you know? Yeah. Kind of, it's not, not like, and, and I don't think, that's what this character is doing or even trying. I don't think, but he thinks, I think he does feel like he deserves her or like, Oh, he knows. It's like what you said. He knows that she needs to change and I'm the one that's going to unlock her. And it's like, that's not, she needs to unlock herself, you know? And, and I feel like, you know, I've been there. Like, what is, what does Pacey teach us? I love Pacey, right? He is the, the pinnacle of everything, but also a lot of times he's sort of trying to fix I mean, the girls are sort of fixing him, but also he's sort of the hero for women too, right? And it's sort of like, no, they need to, they need to be sort of heroes separately and then, you know, or heroic together, right? Um, Because yeah, yeah, I think sometimes it is hard for me to, you know, if some, if, you know, Elle is struggling or, you know, my tendency is like, oh, okay, I need to fix it. I need to help. But it's like, no, she just wants me to listen. She just wants me to be there. And it feels like I have to be. No, yeah. When when she asks, yes. When she asks you for a a glass of water, she's not thirsty. She wants to be thirsty with her. She doesn't want the water. She wants to be, you know, it's it's empathy. It's sympathy. It's, it's, it's be part of it. Part of it, you know. Right. Right. And, and I just, I don't feel like that's this movie, I think could have gone there. Right. Um, And I, or I just feel like maybe. I'm not that I wanted Harrison Ford to, you know, leave his wife and they go down that rabbit. Like I actually really liked his speech at the 40 uh, year uh, anniversary where he says like, you know, he has no greater ambition than to be the best possible husband. And, and that's something that I sometimes forget, right? Like I'm so worried about, you know, career stuff like writing, you know, art, being an artist, but then I'm like, but wait, you know, I've already, I'm already there, right? I have, you know, I'm with the love of my life. 
But then it's also like, she has the same thing with her teaching, right? Like, I feel like both of us sometimes feel like we can't be the best possible spouses because we're so busy or so consumed with not necessarily ambition, but like what Life. our our thing is, but also yeah. that's sort of what you have to do, I think, to be the best person yeah. in the relationship. That's exactly why this movie is a fantasy, why love is a fantasy, because actual love is work. You have to work at it. Right. You can't just, you know, you don't have just a, get it. Just, there's no lightning bolt, you know? There's no look, or at <laughs> least, no... well, no, I think there's a lightning bolt, right? But I think it's not, but you have to sustain it, right? It's not yeah. like you can live off that lightning bolt forever. And yeah. I think some people think you can. It's like, oh, we had this epic. You can't live off the look forever. You just can't. Right, no. exactly. We need some substance, you know, we need, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the honeymoon period does not last. So I hope that they break up shortly after this. Once once she saw that gray hair, she's like, oh, okay, I'm over this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, um, it, it, she's moving into Arizona with her daughter in a month. All right. It's just going to, yeah. Nice retirement like, community. Yeah. It's, I'm it's, assuming it's just going to rapidly decline like in Forever Young. Did you ever oh, see you Forever think, Young with Mel Gibson? No, but I, I thought that I was like, oh, like it's like we're going to see her in the hospital and she's now 85, you know, yeah. or like 107. Like, or, you know, but I, I think she's just going to age sort of normally, but like, you know, Blake Lively having a, uh, a gray hair at 29. I don't know, but I feel like she probably does. Right. Uh, we all have at least one yeah. of those, although it's hard to spot it. She, but she's like good at that. Right. She's been like hoping her whole life to like, <laughs> I, I'm glad it wasn't like a, a really big wrinkle, you know, <laughs> or something. That's what I first thought. I was like, oh, what is she going to see? It's like the skin uh, peels off. <laughs> oh yeah then it's like death becomes her yeah cool. um or she just sees death in the window or in the Ooh. mirror yeah um but yeah i don't know uh i didn't yeah i didn't hate the movie but i just was like mm. i just like wasn't there i did get emotional when the dog died though Reese. Yeah. oh yeah uh, and harrison ford was great blake lively was great and and the costumes and and the visual style i feel like the director really knew what he wanted from the script. I feel like he knew exactly what he saw from the script and he was able to put that in the movie. Like he just like his visual tone, his style, the cinematography, like he- Yeah, I mean, like, it's consistent, right? Or it's yeah. like, it's definitely clear. Um, yeah, I, uh, I was gonna ask you about like, cause like one of the other things is like the dog, She's had a different dog, basically from the same, I guess DNA. Like she's had clones, or 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 maybe just the same breed. I think she's, yeah, sure. actually, I think she's probably got the same breed. Same breed. Yeah, I was yeah. I was gonna ask you about that. Like, what is your thoughts about doing that? Like, I know you lost a pet like a couple of years ago. Like, if if and when you get a new dog, like, are you are you like a same breed person? I know this is like a type um, of person that does this. Yeah, you know what? Uh, no, I, I'm more I'm a German Shepherd guy, so like I think I would always get a German Shepherd. Like when growing up, we had two German Shepherds and then our last dog was like a, a mix of like Labrador and Pitt. But I think I, I would get another German Shepherd. I would go German Shepherd again. Is that like a, I mean, is it a brand of nostalgia or is it sort of like, it's just your favorite because you know it's what, like, it's sort of like when you find a dish that you like, like eating and it's like, well, I'm not going to fuck up like the neck. Like I don't want to order yeah, something. Yeah, like, like. like uh, my godparents have always had golden retrievers. They're on their third golden retriever. Um... Yeah, I think you find what you like and you find what suits you. And it's like you find what, you know, what dog or what type of animal you like, you know? Yeah, I, I 
that makes sense to me. It's hard for me to understand. It makes a lot of sense that I would be yeah. the opposite, right? Like, I feel like that's sort of, it says something about our personalities, but like to me, cause my aunt has, has had a different black pug for like the last 15 years, yeah. right? There's, I think she's on three or four. Um, and to me, I mean, from an outside perspective, obviously she doesn't ever mix them up or know, but it's sort of just like, oh, there's another one. You know, it's sort of, it feels to me like, to me, it's unfair to the other dogs. That's how I feel because I'm just like, you're, you're doing it because the other ones were so good. And now there's this pressure. It's also like, this is the sequel and it's well, never going to be as good as the original. Does yeah, that feel? No, it's no, no, I don't know. It's not, I don't, it's there's like no that. pressure on the dog because the, I don't think the other dog knew the dog before. So, well, no, obviously not. I just feel no like pressure, there's just, yeah. no, I, I, I think you just, you get the dog that you like, you know, I, I, I you know, and I think some people are just in a way, they like different, you know, they like different breeds. Some people like the same breed. It's just, I don't know. People like, uh, like their dogs. I think it's just what you want out of the dog, you know? Well, and, and, and I think sometimes you, it depends on where your life is. Like you don't want surprises or, or can't afford surprises in terms of like, yeah. if it's too high maintenance or too much work yeah. or, or whatever it is. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, but like, honestly, thinking about it, like food, that to me was the first time it actually made somewhat of sense. It's sort of like a, and, and not an, not like it's all risk-based, but it's sort of like an anti-risk thing or like, mm. oh, I know what I like on the menu. And that's like, it's the, you know, the people at the restaurant who go and order the same thing every time because they love it. And, and mm. sometimes I judge that, but I, I also understand, right? Like, cause I will have more meals in my life where I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I got the wrong thing. But that's, that's who, you know, I like to swing yeah. and miss, you know, <laughs> uh, or, uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. I just was thinking about that with, uh, yeah. with Reese. I mean, and I, but it also was good for the movie, right? Because it makes sense for her character. She, it's sort of the same thing. It feels like, well, if I'm not aging, I want, you know, dogs that sort of, it yeah. seems like it's the same thing. And she can look at that photo album and it's just all the same dog. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it, it was a good symbolic choice. Um, it's like cars, time. you know, people want to get a Porsche or a Mercedes every time, you know, that's true. You're sort of like, oh, I'm a Subaru like person, yeah. like, because it's reliable or, you know, Toyota or what, for yeah. whatever reason, I'm a sob guy, you know, somebody wants to yeah, they get a sob, you know, <laughs> that's another, that's another great yeah. example. Yeah. I guess to me, it's like, well, a dog is a living thing. Obviously the dog can't choose its owner, his or her owner, Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I just feel like there's baggage there. That's what I think. Uh, sometimes I think sometimes not always. Right. But I feel like it's sort of like, Oh, I think uh, it would be weird if you, um, like, okay. It's not, I, I, for me, it would be weird if I got a dog that looked the same. Like, I don't know if I want the same looking German shepherd each time that like, would be what, what's how different did German shepherds look? There's different colors and maybe one's mixed, maybe like, but I oh, okay. still want, you know, like a, a, a mostly German shepherd, but different colors. And I, I don't know if I wouldn't want the same looking dog. That would be weird. I'm not trying to recreate the dog. That's what just it feels like, like sometimes. Just, I think, I think that's what it, that's what it, it, it felt like with Adeline because that's what she's doing to stay the same, you know, to right. stay the same. but you know, it's like when you get a car, even if you get a different Porsche, it's a different color, you know? Right. Or, or it's the new model. Right. So it's yeah. not, obviously you're not going to get the 1967 every year unless, you know, or whatever, like that's a collector's item, but you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get the same model. Yeah. You, you might even get a different make. Uh, you know, you might just be like, it might just be in the same family. That makes sense. It's sort of like, Oh, I love the, the border collie, but it was too much. Let's go like, you know, you downshift to a different collie 
Um, that makes sense to me. I think, and also obviously every dog has different personalities depending yeah. on like, uh, but I feel like a breed for the sometimes why you choose a breed is because they tend to be a certain personality too. So, yes. Yeah. And I think um, it, 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 it meshes with your personality and it's what you want. Like I, the German Jeopardy is I like a guard dog. I want, I wouldn't have a little dog. This is what's I'm not looking for a little animal, like, like what she had, like a, a Jack Russell or anything. I mean, they're cute. An accessory. But, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. You know, I need, what, I want, why do you need a dog, a guard dog? It's rough like, why is that what you meant? Say it again? I, yeah, I want a guard dog because it's, it's rough out there. You want a guard dog. You don't know who's coming in. I've saw the Night Stalker. All right. <laughs> oh, so yeah, the dog needs to do work for you. It needs to make you safe. No, I mean, I understand. Like my yeah. aunt got like a, a Rottweiler for that reason. Yeah. Like a rescue. I mean, yeah. Um, or not a Rottweiler. What's the, the the type of dog that Hooch is in Turner and Hooch? That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like the um, kind of mix. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, giant, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean that that makes sense, uh, and that yeah, I think I, I I also feel like the timing sometimes is all, like so so say Reese dies tomorrow you get a puppy of the same breed that to me is like uh, yeah that's not yeah no no that like I feel like you need some time but I I don't know like I feel like it just feels like a blend then I mean I know it, again that would sort of make sense for Adeline but like in terms of real life that that feels like oh you need to mourn that dog or you need to like yeah, have some I, yeah, separation because then it does feel like it is this need you're to trying have, to replace it yeah no. right an yeah. ex dog in your life for whatever reason it's like oh it's a part of your identity almost it's like oh i'm yeah. the i'm the rottweiler person if i don't have a rottweiler for a day who am i right uh and you know identity is a fickle thing but that if you're if you're that's a a really external thing that yeah, I don't think you want to tie up into your identity exactly but I don't know we, we love to do that to ourselves though we love to be like oh you're a dog person yeah. oh you're a German shepherd it's person. like you don't have a Mac and a PC you know I, d- I did actually because I had a work PC and I had the, <laughs> yeah but then I got rid of it so now yeah um I've, I've done the switch though right like I, I started as PC and then I'm yeah, just like, yeah I we all did that fighting this yeah. battle yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't have like four different peanut butter jars in your in your cabinet. You got your favorite and you get the same one pretty much every month. Well, some of that's due to like I shop at Trader Joe's. Right. But that uh, the choice of a, of a place, a grocery store is sort of the same. thing, yeah. right? Like but like there's only one brand really of, uh, of yeah. that. I guess I could go creamy and chunky or or the one that you have to mix or not. And and sort of. Yeah. I, you know, I, I've gone to the point where I'm just lazy. I don't want to mix it up. Give me the creamy smooth, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um but you know, there's a, a chunky one at like where I'm staying right now, uh, uh, Adams brand, uh, and that's a, a really quality brand of peanut butter. And and the you know, I love chunky. It's just sort of like, a, yeah. I just want to. I don't want to have to work sometimes on my PB and J, and because the whole point of a PB and J is to not do anything. <laughs> um, to not chew, yes. To not, yeah, just to sort of suck it. Di- no, I don't know. Hmm. Um, yeah. Well, well, what a. Let's talk about Blake. Let's. I mean, this is. She's our, great. She was this great. Is, this is. Is this, this your favorite Blake? <sighs> it would make sense because it's Dream Blake, right? Like it's it's yeah, it's, it's I fantasy mean, Blake. But we know a simple favor is better. I think in terms of a performance and a movie I for think, me. But. Okay, for a movie, yes, simple favor as a movie is better. I think the performances are on par. I think I think she got some of Simple Fate out of this performance. There is this, uh, there is this elegant femme fatale that I, I feel from her. 
So I feel like she might have gotten a little bit of that into simple favor. I didn't get this noir femme fatale thing that you're getting. I feel like that's what you want. Um, But like, I think there was slight mystery around her or slight like, well, again, it's sort of the fantasy thing of like, she's sort of a cipher and you put whatever you want on her, which is sort of gross. But like, I, but that's sort of, that makes like a certain amount of sense. And that's sort of the same thing with certain, in any, any Hollywood star, right? It's sort of like you're, they are, uh, you put them on a pedestal for a reason because they, they represent X, Y, and Z. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think, I think this is a good performance for her and it shows a different shade of her too. Like, I feel like it's, it's sort of the grown up. I mean, it is a, it is a, a romance, but it's that elegance to me. Mm-hmm. And it does feel like she has, she has, I believe that she was an old soul. And if you had mm-hmm. said that when I'm watching Gossip Girl, I would have not, maybe not believed you because they all feel so young and so themselves uh, in this. And I don't know. I don't think there's a lot of Blake in this character and maybe not a lot of personality in the character at all. But again, that was, I think, the sort of the point. She was very reserved. Yes. Reserved and also this aloofness to you know people trying to find out her her secret you know it's a a cream it's yeah it's a cream it's this that you know and like oh don't flatter me anymore you know well so she's sort of like you know Sistine Chapel you know we're like reaching but we can't quite reach meaning I'm saying Blake Lively is God in this scenario but like but it sort of is that it's sort of, and I think this movie, the fantasy is like, oh, what if we actually could both touch hands? You know, if I actually reach out to this uh, goddess, you know, and there's even something to being a yeah. goddess, like, cause she literally doesn't age. Like there's, she's sort of immortal until the end of the movie when she loses her powers. Yeah, but, uh, it's it's a Greek word, Xerox. Zero- ah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, ooh, what is Xerox? She's a copy? Like, I mean, that's a perfect, like, she's a copy of herself. She's a copy, I mean, duplicate. A photo of a duplicate, a photo, you know, a a moment in time that never changed. That's what she is. Well, everyone else around her does. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Are we, are we a photograph? Are we, are we the, have we never aged throughout this show? Does it feel like we, we've, uh. We've been like, are we no, still 29? No, are we no. still 29? I feel like we've grown. I feel like we've, yeah, we've changed. We've we're aged. Not, not... Our hair's gray. <laughs> I know. think mine was gray to start, but there's a lot more now. Um, Damn, yeah, man. no. Uh, can't beat it. What do... Wait, say that again? Can't beat father time. You know, can't beat it. We all get older, except for age of Adeline. And we're just guessing what the age of Adeline is. <laughs> 29. You could have been younger. You could have been young. You could have passed for younger lady. Could have passed for younger. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, sweetheart. Uh, Stop, stop committing felonies. You can do more. Uh, I like that. Um, Yeah. I don't know. This, this felt like a good end to, to sort of, I mean, the season of us doing all these sort of movies, adventures and stuff like this. And and this is, I think we, we're, we're saving one to go or at least we have a loose promise because we were saving the best for last. All right. The pants are coming. Sister yeah. of the traveling pants is coming. 
Blake Lively's finest movie. Every the finest movie ever made. <laughs> the, finest, um, the finest film. Aaron's gonna hate it, and I can't wait. Um, <laughs> like I've built up. I've never built anything up more than this. So no built idea. up. It's I, been built up for like six years. <laughs> it's sort of just funny at this point. Like I, I don't even. I don't even remember. I just want to keep building it up. Um, but yeah, we. This is the the season finale. Uh, and also I think sort of the end of the show for, for how this is right. Um, yes. The expanded universe, the, the expand. Yes, exactly. The, we're, we're, we're recentering, refocusing. Uh, we have some sort of an idea for sister to the traveling pants that may or may not come to fruition. Stay tuned on that. But then the next time you'll see us is going to be, when's it going to be Aaron? Uh, when gossip girl is on HBO max. That's right. The, the revival. Uh, when the, the sequel comes. series, yeah, the sequel yeah. series, uh, and and yeah, we we don't exactly know what we're gonna do yet, but we're planning some sort of an, a live after show, uh, an unofficial, but who knows? HBO's gonna find us. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's all we're so yeah, for. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're looking. They've been looking. They're the FBI, and we just like yeah. we escaped out of the car for some reason. We thought they wanted something. <laughs> they're like, you no. guys aren't twenty nine, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Like that's out of our demo. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> we are out of the demo. Aaron. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. We've aged out of the demo. But yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we will. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, we'll see how that reboot goes. And yeah, well, like like Blake in this movie, you know, uh, we're, we're, it's about change, and and we're ready for some more of it. Uh, and we're letting go. Comes. We're letting go of gossip, guys. You know, we're letting right. go of canon universe. We're the you know we had fun though we track trachtenberg we chased summer <laughs> we uh we saw how much ink was in the pen <laughs> uh what did we do with layton we didn't have us we didn't have a we didn't have a, a word for layton but yeah. uh, uh we got laid off with layton i don't know yeah. um we uh we saw we saw the leaves change with many le- uh, seasons of serena we had a week with wallace Ah, oh. Wallace. We oh, found Wallace. Leaves. We found Wallace. We did, we find, did Wallace. find Wallace. Where's yeah. Wallace? That's right. Um, yeah, and, and Serena's the one you end with, you know, uh, because she's she's who started the show. She's the one who's gonna end it, she's and she'll probably be the one who brings yeah. us back. Um, in twenty thirty five. Where's she been? Why is she back? We'll see. Um. But yeah, in the meantime, Aaron and I are going to be doing, you know, pursuing our own projects. I think we'll be probably appearing in those things too. Uh, we'll be yeah. out there on the internet, social media, doing fun things. Aaron, where can they find you? Uh, well, the people can find us at uh-huh. Gossip Guys Pod, and that is everywhere. Uh, and you can email us at gossipguyspodcast at gmail.com. Rate, subscribe, tell your friends. They can catch up while we're on hiatus. Uh, and the people can find me at the worst. That is the W-U-R-S-S-T. And that is Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Andy, where can they find you? They can find me at Wandering Green, green with an E at the end on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, stay tuned for my newest podcast, Mr. Sensitive, coming Ooh, soon. Excited. Uh, until then, until an indeterminate period of time, XOXO. Gossip, guys. Let go. Let go.